You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. We have the best instructor available. What Nick Saban is for college football, what Bobby Flay is for culinary art, what Victoria Hagen is for home design, the Holy Spirit is for Christian living. He is, everybody say it out loud, He is simply the best. Say it out loud, simply the best. He knows how to turn us into gold medal Christians. In this day and age of media at our fingertips, it seems that we have a how-to video on everything. What if you could have the best teacher for your faith and access them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you could do it today? Well, Pastor Dion encourages us that we have the best helper in the world that guides and inspires our spiritual lives to look more like Jesus. Pastor Dion goes further in urging us that you don't even have to subscribe to a pricey masterclass to access the Holy Spirit. He's always with us. He simply is the best. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 2 as he continues his message, The Function of the Holy Spirit. Well, guys, in the Old Testament... God promised that one day the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, would come upon all flesh, on everyone, everywhere, forever. Let's say those three words again. On everyone, everywhere, forever. So in the Old Testament, God promised that. Because the Holy Spirit, as we had learned, would only come on select individuals that God had chosen. But God said, I promise That the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, will come upon everyone, everywhere, forever. Well then, during the end of his earthly ministry, Jesus confirmed God's promise. He said, the Holy Spirit's going to come. And not only did Jesus confirm it, but Jesus described the work that the Holy Spirit would do among everyone, everywhere, forever. In fact, Jesus explained that the Holy Spirit will draw unbelievers. He will regenerate believers. So those who don't believe, the Holy Spirit's going to come alongside and draw them. And the minute that they come to faith, he will birth them anew, regenerate believers. Jesus also described that the Holy Spirit will then indwell believers. He will seal believers and he will help believers. Then at Jesus' ascension, After he explains all that, he goes and he dies on the cross for our sins. He is resurrected from the dead. He spends 40 days with his disciples. And then after, at his ascension, Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit's debut. Remember the Holy Spirit that I told you I was going to send and is going to come on everyone everywhere forever and do all those things that I explained? He said, I want you to wait for him in Jerusalem for his debut. Ten days after Jesus said that, as the disciples were in an upper room in Jerusalem, the Holy Spirit descended. And this was the immediate 
reaction. The Holy Spirit indwelt at that day 150 believers that were in the upper room. He drew, the Holy Spirit drew thousands of unbelievers to the courtyard of the temple and regenerated, brought spiritual life to 3,000 of those people during Peter's sermon about Jesus. In fact, here is the documents, the record of the event. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now when they heard this, Peter's sermon, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, Peter testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. That's a good place for an applause. Woo! Right on! So the Holy Spirit, on that day, on the day of Pentecost, started fulfilling every function just as Jesus described. Drawing unbelievers regenerating believers, filling believers, sealing believers, and everybody said out loud, what? Helping believers. Say it again. What? Helping believers. Jesus used the word helper to describe the Holy Spirit. There in John chapter 14, look at verse 16. And here's what it says. Jesus' statement, I will pray the Father. And he will give you, everybody, another helper that he may abide with you forever. Everybody say the word helper again. The Holy Spirit is responsible for helping believers. The Holy Spirit is responsible for drawing unbelievers to the Lord. The Holy Spirit is responsible for regenerating believers when they come to faith in Christ. The Holy Spirit is responsible for infilling them the minute that they do. And from then on, the Holy Spirit is responsible for helping believers. But helping believers, how? Look at your neighbor and say, how? Well, here's how. I'm glad you're asking that question. Helping us become more like Christ. Which in your case is a full-time job right now. Just look at your neighbor and say, because I'm a train wreck. Just look at him and say, because I'm a train wreck. Because it's the truth. We're all kind of like that lady visiting a modern art museum. She looked at a piece that was hanging on the wall and told the attendant in, in a rude tone, I suppose this is one of those hideous representations that you call modern art, right? No, madame, replied the attendant. That one is called a mirror. That's us. Look at your neighbor and say, that's us. That's us in need of the Holy Spirit to become like Christ, isn't it? We're a train wreck. Well, guys, the Holy Spirit's job is to help us become like Christ. Becoming like Jesus is something God planned for us. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, here's what it says. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those 
who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people and in advance, out loud everybody, and he chose them to become like his son. That was God's plan for you, for me, from the very beginning. That he would save us, we would be drawn to him, that we would be regenerated in him, that we would become his children, and that we would become exactly like his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? That was God's plan. So the Holy Spirit will shape or groom us into the image of Jesus. In fact, Jesus talked about how this actually happens. In Luke chapter 6, in verse 40, Jesus said, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is, everybody said, perfectly trained will be like his teacher. So Jesus explained how it's going to happen, how the Holy Spirit's going to shape. We're going to be perfectly trained. Then the Apostle Paul explained the same thing like this in 2 Corinthians 3.18. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. It's pretty cool. The King James translation of that verse says, the Spirit will change us from glory to glory to glory. Say it out loud with me. From glory to glory to glory. It's a sanctification process. It's a sanctification progress. Look at your neighbor and say, I think I get it. So the Holy Spirit comes alongside us, drawing us to the Lord. And then when we become believers... He regenerates a new spirit within us. Then he indwells us. He seals us. And then he begins to help us. And in this helping, he's making us more like Christ. And it is a process. I wish we would get sanctified, perfectly sinless right away, right? It's not going to happen. So look at your neighbor and say, Te conozco, Moscow. Just tell him that. It's not going to happen We will never get perfected until Jesus comes and takes us to be with him and we're out of this sinful flesh. Can you say amen? But we should be getting better and better every single day in our Christian life. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say he's talking about you right now. So listen, it's this process of sanctification that the Holy Spirit brings us through. Think about this. What if you could get one-on-one training from the pros in any arena of life. Relationship counseling from Dr. Phil, legal advice from Judge Judy, cooking tips from Gordon Ramsay, investment ideas from Goldman Sachs, basketball lessons from LeBron. You know, imagine if you could. Well, it's available, you know, if you've got the money, honey. They've got the time. But if you're like me, that's not an option. So we do the next best thing to get one-on-one training from the pros. We read their magazine articles. We watch their TV shows. We study their YouTube videos. In fact, how-to is one of the biggest reasons people use YouTube. Because we want to be better. We want to get better. Like Nacho in Nacho Libre says, we want to win, right? We want to win. We want to win at relationship, 
at parenting, at sports, at career. We want success. So we buy the book, and hopefully it has pictures. We watch the videos. We attend the seminar. We want that. But nothing can be one-on-one professional instruction, right? And when it comes to Christian living, we have the best instructor available. What Nick Saban is for college football, what Bobby Flay is for culinary art, what Victoria Hagen is for home design, the Holy Spirit is for Christian living. He is, everybody say it out loud, He is simply the best. Say it out loud. Simply the best. He knows how to turn us into gold medal Christians. We read the verse about the Holy Spirit knowing everything there is to know about God and godly living, and that He wants to teach us. This is why the Apostle Paul pleaded with us to walk under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, starting with verse 16, let's read it. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. There are two forces. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Let's read it out loud. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what the Holy Spirit produces in our life. The Holy Spirit helps us to produce Christian fruit. That is his job. The Holy Spirit's ultimate goal, guys, isn't to give us a new language like tongues. But the Holy Spirit's ultimate goal is to give us a new, everybody say it out loud, lifestyle. Look at your neighbor and say, I got a new groove. That's the Holy Spirit's ultimate desire, is to make us more like Christ. The ultimate goal is not to give us a new language like tongues, but a new lifestyle, a new groove. Now, some pastors and churches emphasize that the evidence of the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. But the Bible teaches that the evidence of the Holy Spirit is actually more like soup. It should be seen and not heard. Let's say it out loud. It should be what? It should be seen and not heard. I'll just let that soak and marinate a little bit. Now, please don't misunderstand me. 
I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of them being tongues. And in the coming weeks, we'll be talking about all 12 of the Holy Spirit gifts. But we must remember that the evidence of the Holy Spirit should be seen more than heard. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote to a group of arrogant Christians that were obsessed with their spiritual gifts, specifically tongues. And he corrected them. He told them, you can speak with the tongues of men and angels, but if you don't have love, all you are is a bunch of noise. Everybody say, aha. In fact, here's the passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 3 says this. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, read it out loud, I would only be a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, everybody out loud, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, But if I didn't love others, out loud together, I would have gained nothing. Remember that Jesus didn't say that the world would know you're my disciples by your tongues or by your spiritual gifts. Jesus said, people will know you're my disciples by your, everybody, love for one another. And in case you rode the short bus, Paul described what that love looks like and acts like in the remaining verses there in Corinthians. Verse from verse 4, Paul goes on to say this. Read it out loud with me. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. But love lasts forever. The Holy Spirit wants to shape or groom us to love and to live like Jesus. He wants to produce, the Holy Spirit wants to produce a ristra of Christian-like fruits in us. Well, how does the Holy Spirit produce this transformation in our life? How? Well, first he does it by, everybody say it out loud, what? Teaching us. Say it out loud. What? Teaching us. So we already know the Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us by helping us become more like Christ. What God desires. What God is pleased with. He helps us that way. And so what he does is he comes inside and he begins to help us that way, becoming more like Christ, by teaching us. John chapter 14, verse 26. Let's read it. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, everybody out loud, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So he's going to help us become more like Christ, first of all, by teaching us. Say it again, by what? Now, we talked a little bit about this last week, but I wanted to tease it out a little more for you. The Holy Spirit comes alongside as a teacher. Now, the word teacher, when Jesus said that, painted a picture for the disciples. In that culture, children of prominent families had tutors. Everybody said out loud, what? Tutors. The tutor had a long history with a family. He knew the family's philosophy, the family's ideology, the family's values, the family's etiquette, and he also knew the family's future plans. This tutor knew. It was the tutor's job to follow the child all the time, everywhere, to groom the student to be like his father, to instill and to infuse, to indoctrinate, to educate, to encourage, and to enforce. That's the picture the disciples would have seen when Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will teach you, tutor you. Well, guys, the Holy Spirit is inside us, teaching us via the Word of God. Say it out loud. What? Via the Word of God. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to us, opens our eyes of our understanding, you know, during the time that I'm teaching like this, and all of a sudden the dots get connected, and you say, aha, let's say it all out together, aha, I see it. It's the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're sitting down, reading your Bible during a devotional time. You took your lunch hour, you opened your Bible, you read, and all of a sudden, it's as if the words jumped off the page and just enlightened your mind, and you said, I see it. I heard pastor say it quite a while back, but now I see it. It grabs your attention. It pulls you in. The Holy Spirit uses the Word of God to teach us. And then the Holy Spirit reminds us of truth, right? He brings it back to our remembrance. And usually at the most inopportune time, because that's not when we wanted to hear about forgiveness. It's not when we wanted to hear about our anger. Can you say amen? But he does. He reminds us of what the Scripture says. So the Holy Spirit teaches us by revealing truth to us, by reminding us of truth. And you also remember I said this last week. He teaches us by ribbing us toward truth. Here's the word. Everybody say it out loud. He does what? All right. So the Holy Spirit helps us become more like Christ by teaching us and also by guiding us. You've been listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova. We're so glad that you're here today. Pastor Dion has been getting up close and personal with the foundations of the Christian faith. And what better place to start than in the beginning? That's right, all the way back in Genesis 1 verse 1, which says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You might wonder why that would matter to the faith, but it really is one of the foundations. Think of it this way. 
The one who has the power to create galaxies out of nothing has the power to move in your life and circumstances. When you know that it was God who made it all, you can know that it's still God who's in control of it all. No matter how out of control the world might feel, you have this foundation to stand on. God created the world. He created you. And He has plans for you that have been in place since before the world began. Now that's a firm foundation. Thanks for joining us here today. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We're coming close to the end of our time here today, but if you don't want it to end, I have some great news for you. Are you ready? We've got more great messages stored up for you. Just head on over to tmcalvary.com to find them. At tmcalvary.com, you'll find a link to our YouTube archives with hundreds of messages from Pastor Dion. Okay, well, we've run out of time for today, but we'll be back again with more from Pastor Dion right here on The Simple Truth. See you then. Together we stand Together